0: Welcome to the MVP Show. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 301. Before we chat with today's guest, here's a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the 90 Day Mentoring Challenge. I once read that the best way to be successful is help other people become successful, which is why I provide this program for free. There's a benefit in it for me. If you want to be mentored in the 90 Day Mentoring Challenge, please go to nz365guy.com forward slash mentor. Put your expression of interest in there and I will be in touch. And with that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Alberta, Canada. He works at InterPipeline as an integration developer. He's a newly awarded MVP just in the last year. Uh, He's a guy who has ADHD, but still manages to become the first dual super user on the Power Platform Community Forum to be both a Power Automate super user as well as a Power Virtual Agent super user. So we're going to enjoy uncovering the story behind that. Check him out on Twitter. You can find him at FlowAltDelete. Love that handle. And his website, FlowAltDelete.ca. Welcome to the show, Josh Cook.
1: Thanks, Mark. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. It's an honor to be on your show.
0: I love it. Now, tell me about this. Uh, you know, you sent me those details around ADHD, and you know, you're the first person I've come across that's like a power user of uh, PVA. So, tell us a bit about that.
1: Yeah. So, um, so I guess ADHD. Um, like, I guess some people can classify that as like a disability, but if you know how to manage it, and you're, I guess, maybe even medicated or you properly manage it in any way, I feel I feel like you can bring that focus that you don't have and actually. Hyper focused into anything, and I it, it also gives me that drive and the competition to always be the best I can. And I, I know that's how everyone kind of does it, but I believe ADHD makes me uh, like more competitive. So if they if they yeah, and um with the super user thing yeah. So there's only two of us in the PVA uh, super users. There's uh, Renato, and he was the first one. I think he even built the Power Virtual Agents community. So Shout out to him and it's honestly it's been it's been pretty hard to get that power virtual agents super user just because I go on I have flows set up to send me emails when uh, there's a new there's a new topic on there, I get on there and Renato already answered the question and I'm like, <laughs> ah, you know, so Damn it. yeah, so it's been it's been kind of kind of hard but I, I got in there and now I'm in there and it seems like more people are coming in there now so there's a lot more room for even you even, even new people that want to come in there and answer some questions.
0: Yeah, it's it's a great bit of tech. Tell me anyhow, Alberta, Canada. What's what's the things to do there? Oh well, you know, build the an igloos and stuff. <laughs> no. mm-hmm. Is
1: that right? It's that cold. Tip. How cold does it get? Oh, uh, it's actually you know it's pretty warm out right now. It's plus plus nine uh, degrees Celsius. Um, but I love it.
0: Plus nine. I love Celsius too. That's that's what we deal deal with here.
1: I like I like it because then it makes more sense. You know, water freezes below zero. It's like okay, <laughs> but um, yeah. So actually it's been we just went through an arctic uh an arctic shift here and it was minus like 30 for like two weeks you can't even go outside and
0: with covid so so, so yeah. in that situation if you went outside how long can you be outside even if you're dressed up warm before there's going to be a problem yeah
1: so it's funny because even taking out the garbage and stuff and it's quite a quite a walk over to the to the place but You don't really feel cold it's weird so you go out there and i'm bundled all up my gloves on and everything the only thing that's not covered is like my nose and stuff but you don't really feel cold it all of a sudden everything just starts hurting and you're just like oh man and you breathe and you just start coughing right
0: that's nuts i've never experienced it i've never gone that cold but uh i want to one day like I, i heard of a friend who is in uh where was she she was in sweden and she came from australia and, you know, things like facial moisturizer uh, in Australia is is water-based. And and in, in countries that freeze, they are oil-based. And the reason is when water freezes on your face, even in a moisturizer, it's very painful. And, yeah, things you learn.
1: Yeah, so actually, I think I even heard, too, that you're not even supposed to, like, take deep breaths when it's that cold out because of the... I guess the, the ice or something. I I don't really know the science behind that, but
0: yeah. Freeze your lungs. Yeah. yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Anyhow, tell me, listen, what I'm, I'm keen to know, uh, you know, I love this about Power Virtual Agents, so I, I might just take this in that direction just for a little bit here. Um, what What are the use cases that you're using it on and the real, you know, if you were trying to to talk to a potential customer about why PVA... What would you say?
1: Well, well, personally, I guess it depends on the organization. But personally, I like to set up, and I do have a bot like this, and I'm actually going to create a series on this. But it's a, I use one for a personal, like a personal assistant, where I can ask it things that I want it to know, and then it'll tell me, like, oh, do I have any meetings coming up? You know, you can. What I usually use it for is actually a lot of my use cases are embedded with flows or Power Automate. So, you know, I'm like, oh, how many meetings do I have? You know, it'll kick off a flow and it'll tell me, or can you block off this calendar? I think that's even a template in Power Automate, but I'm just using the virtual agent to talk to it, uh, to do it for me. Um, Good use cases, I would say, for organizations is something that I want to implement in my organization, but just haven't had time is um, kind of like a document library, like we do a lot of support uh, with different applications and sometimes you have to go in and you have to do a lot of searching around, you know, if it's in OneNote, if it's on a uh, OneDrive or anything. And sometimes it's hard to find and sometimes it's hard to find the right stuff. So I feel like that if you're able to put in some keywords and actually uh, get back some results, I feel like that would be a very good use case as well as onboarding. Onboarding... Um, definitely one of the worst (laughs) worst things in my opinion there's always something that's missed so that's
0: kind of how i would go about it it makes sense now you know years ago um uh you know i've been in in the mvp program around 10 years now and microsoft acquired a a product called parature and and now i'm just yeah clarifying my thinking i'm pretty sure it was parature yeah it was parature and and part of the, the you know the sell for why Parature was pretty amazing is that it had a you know a chat functionality um, in it and and when you asked it questions right it would you know respond with the answers now if it was on a public facing website you can imagine over time you could probably categorise about the the twenty top questions that you're going to get and therefore as long as you had created content to address those right you would be able to facilitate accurate answers, responses, that type of thing. Now they also had a feature in there that the questions that didn't get answered or couldn't be answered. In other words, it was like, "Uh-uh, sorry, can't help you. Let's go to a live agent, you know, talk to somebody. Um, it would collect those. And then you could look into that repository and go, okay, I need to write content for these type of questions because people are asking them and they're not getting the answers from the virtual agent. Do you have that functionality now in PVA where you can see the questions that have been answered that, you're, that the bot's response is not necessary as good as what it needs to be? So then over time, you can provide better content for the bot so it becomes more intelligent the longer your bot runs.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I don't want to give any misinformation. I do believe it is possible. If not, I know you can reach out to Microsoft and they will provide you the like the actual back-end analytics Um, and that's something that we've done in the in the past in the very beginning uh, when it's when it was brand new is just reach out to Microsoft and get like the back-end data up to like what's actually happening so I do believe it is possible Um, it's just I don't know if it's natively in uh, PVA right now or not
0: gotcha gotcha it's something I'm gonna need to look into because It's such a key selling point because, you know, for an organization, the more you use it, the more intelligence it becomes, particularly, you know, one of the key benefits I see with PVA is case deflection or call deflection, right? Let's, let's answer the result or we have the information. Let's do it before you raise a ticket or, you know, make that type of request, which is going to, you know, involve more people hours to address those type of um, tickets, you know, response. Someone's going to have to eyeball it, come back with a response. So, the idea was, is that the more of these kind of anomaly questions you could then build out content for, the less likely tickets would get open. You'd always be providing a more superior uh, experience to the user.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I believe even um, at, at Ignite here, I think they just re, um, released something about they increased the AI and the actual learning of the bot. So it does actually
0: continue
1: to like become better and better as it gets used.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing, you know, when, when this was just in its infancy, it was years ago and I was at a a Microsoft event in New Orleans and they were showing that you could, you know uh, if there were different words or phrases used by different communities for the same thing that over time the bot would learn those patterns. So, so the, the example I'll give was pizza ordering um, using a bot, you know, end to end uh, for the pizza process. And in New Zealand, we call a holiday home a batch. Um, And, you know, New Zealand's divided into a North Island and South Island. In the North Island, we would call it a batch. In the South Island, they call it a crib. So, So quite a different name for a holiday home in both situations, right? Now, if you were making that order and said, just send it to my crib, it would have context that the crib was referencing an address. And if that had been identified in the past, what that address was, it would, of course, light that up and um, and and use that as an address. So the bot had to learn that the word crib, the word batch, etc. was relationship to an address field, not, you know, my home address or my work address or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it it is really so powerful and especially especially um, how Microsoft takes like the low code, no code approach to things how how it's like a designer right anyone can really build a chatbot like even you want you want your own little personal assistant you know you can build one especially even for free with teams so
0: how did you you know become an mvp how how did that journey work out for you or actually let's take a step back how did you even get into uh microsoft biz apps like you know the power platform power apps flow uh pva how did how did you begin your journey here
1: yeah, yeah. So, so long story short, I've always really been into really like really high class I guess technology. Um ever since I was younger, I would always like play games. I loved hacking my Xboxes and stuff. Um now when I went to college, I uh because I really loved the emerging technologies, I actually uh was into blockchain. Blockchain was very very new. Yeah. <laughs> um so I was I actually led a team there uh for a project we built a blockchain that actually stored credentials for and diplomas uh transcripts for the students and uh that kind of kicked off like nobody even knew what was going on like our our project was like the like the I would, I don't want to say the best one but it was way advanced like not even an instructor only one instructor in my whole uh, school like knew what blockchain was so yeah so um that actually so I, after I finished college I uh, went on and I applied to a couple of places for, uh, jobs and I got reached out to, uh, I got a call back from one, one person. And I found out later the reason why they reached out and the reason why they hired me is because they're like, Hey, this guy knows blockchain. He coded one. He knows, he knows blockchain. He must, he, he, he can bring that, like, I guess that strive to learn to, and basically put it on anything really. And, and what it was is actually, it was Kent Weir. Wow. <laughs> and, um, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so he was he was my boss for uh a bit there before he went back to Microsoft, but um basically yeah, so he hired me for that because what I was doing is I was doing logic apps. But uh I found out that Kent, you know, he worked on the flow team and everything like that and he actually uh, he, I I wouldn't say he was my mentor, but I really uh I I don't know the word I'm looking for, but I really uh what's the word? I I really just enjoyed I don't know the word I'm looking for, but basically He, uh, I just really, I was, I just wanted to be as passionate he, like as he was when it comes to the Power Platform and stuff like that. So I started, um, and using Logic Apps, it's like the, you know, the big brother of of Power Automate. And um, (laughs) so I started my journey. I started uh, answering questions on the forums, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go to the Power Users Forum, answer some questions. And when I, uh, I randomly got an email one day. Uh, not an email, an alert. Well, it wasn't email, but it was like, Hey, you know, you're a top contributor of this month. I was like, Oh, that's, that's awesome. Like, you know, and having ADHD, I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. You know, boost my dopamine in my brain. I'm like, this is sweet. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I gotta do this. I gotta do this so much because after learning that Kent was an MVP and everything like that, I was like, you know, I want to, I want to be an MVP and that's awesome. And that even goes back to your videos. I found your videos long time ago and I watched your whole series on that, <laughs> on becoming an MVP. And I, it definitely kept me motivated, you know. And um, so basically, did that. Became uh, w- answered so many questions on the forums every month, and then I got reached out and I became a, a well, super user Flow Not uh, on Power Automate. Now, then I was like, okay, you know, I got to get the next steps. I got to start a blog. You know, I got to start blogging, and so I did that. And then. I knew because your videos too, you have to get noticed, right? You have to be noisy. <laughs> so what I did was, is I just, I kept being noisy. I started a Twitter, I did a bunch of different things and you know, it, it worked, you know, you got, you got, you get noticed by the right people. And uh, when you get noticed and people talk about you when you're not there, that's a good thing. So what happened was, is that uh, yeah. So when a fellow MVP, uh, Reza Durrani, he uh, nominated me. And uh, when he nominated me, oh, I was so happy. Like I, I, I can't even
0: describe it. Really, what the words were? That's awesome, man. That's that's such that's you know I love that story. It's so it's so good. It's so good. Um, Wow, incredible, incredible. And so what what you know you would have had these aspirations of becoming uh, an MVP, and then then you were one. And what changed? What was different? What did you find out that you didn't know before um, once you'd become an MVP?
1: Um. What did I find out? Well, I, I guess I, I I didn't realize how how easy it was to connect with people. Like, I it is easy to connect with people without being an MVP. But I feel like having that title kind of puts you in that category where it's like, oh, okay, you know, I guess he has that status. You know, even even speaking at events. Like, I always wanted to speak at events and everything like that. But I think it's easier when you're an MVP. And I didn't really understand that at the beginning. And then and then with the uh, MVP Summit, didn't really know that kind of was a A huge thing I always heard people talking about it but I didn't really understand kind of what it was very excited for that um and then and then all the all the all the all the stuff that you get as well just like the benefits it's it's pretty mind-boggling especially like the uh the groups that you have access to with the product team I've definitely used that to my (laughs) I've used it I've used it a lot to my to my benefit and it's it's been awesome so
0: Oh, yeah. The, I, I think the access to individuals is probably one of the most, you know, the biggest benefits I've seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Def- definitely having the MVP uh, knocks down uh, doors and, and really opens opportunity. Um, but it, it, is, it is an insular community. I find that, you know, there's a lot of people in the business world that would have no idea what an MVP was um, until it's explained, you know, the value of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. I know. Yeah, you can tell somebody and they might think you're an like a, a Microsoft employee, right? And I've had people reach out to me on LinkedIn after I became one. It's like, oh, yeah, you work for Microsoft. I'm like, no, 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 I do not work there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get asked like, oh, I'm, I'm looking to apply for this job. Can you tell me who I should speak to? Negative. <laughs> no, cannot help. It's like, oh, this is a sting operation. You're trying to
1: get me to tell you I work for Microsoft.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you, coming up with the name Flow Alt Delete, I love it. It's catchy. How did you? How did? How did you choose that?
1: Oh, you know that's a, that's a good question. So, uh, I originally wanted to because my name is so familiar, right? It's Josh Cook. You know, there's so many of me out there, and I actually originally tried to do because on the forums my name is Jay Cook, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm going to do that, but nope, it's taken everywhere. Twitter, it's taken. You know, it's everywhere, and um, I kind of really wanted a unique name uh, that that was catchy and, and easy to remember. And at the time I was just, I kept thinking, I kept thinking. And then I, I don't know what, I don't even know how I came up with it. I was just thinking one day, I was like, control, delete. Right. And I was like, Hey, flow. And you know what power, power automate, I think they already changed their name to to power automate, but you know, I didn't even care because power automate has, you know, flows underneath it. So it, it's, it's fine. And I was like, yeah, flow, alt delete. And like, that's perfect. It sounds so awesome. You know, it's catchy. and. um
0: yeah, everyone kind of knows what control at the lead is. So I just, that's how, kind of how I did that there. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, right? Flow means, you know, the flow of water, flow of air. It can mean so many other things. You know, when I started out, I used to be NZ CRM guy. Um, and uh, one day, a family member I was, I was meeting with in Australia um, was, and I had liked one of his uh, photos or something on Instagram. And he was like, oh, who's this NZ Crumb guy? That's uh, NZ Crumb guy? Because that's how he looked at CRM, right? He'd never, he never he worked in the military. He had never heard of a CRM system. And I was like, isn't that funny, right, how people <laughs> interpret, you know, and I mean, I'm now NZ365 guy, and I did that on purpose because it it wasn't actually tied to a brand name tech or anything like that. It could mean anything. So, uh you know, when, uh, in the future when I'm doing maybe something different, um, I'm, ca- I can still use it. it. It's, 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 you know, generic and benign enough, but unique enough to, to use for anything.
1: Yeah. And that's, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I didn't want to put it like a, a tight, like a, I guess a product to my, to my handle, I guess, but I guess it kind of is, but like you said, it's kind of not because flow can be anything. And totally. so that's totally. kind of where I was going at, you know? I
0: love it. I love it. Okay. We're out of time. Um, I always like to wrap up with some, uh, some random questions. Oh yeah. Some fast money, (laughs) some fast money. Are you ready? Yeah. If you could know when you're going to die, would you want to know? Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, by 2050, they reckon we'll be immortal, So you can choose whether you die or not
1: hey, well, then, you know what, then I would want to know, because then I can be like, you know what, let's prevent this. But <laughs> no, definitely knowing when you're going to die, not
0: the best, not the best uh, time, I, I, I presume. True, true, true. Uh, what, state or country, what state or country do you know that you'll never want to go back to?
1: Uh, well, I haven't really been to that many, so, and you know what, I guess... I've really only really been to California for Disneyland, but
0: I, I want to go back there though. No, so that's nice. <laughs> fair. Cool, fair, Cool. Um, in your life, uh, who inspires you to be better? Uh, who
1: inspires? I would say I, I would say all MVPs, everyone who contributes uh, to the community more than I do, and there's a lot of you. I think everybody that that way because I find myself not having that much time in my life to do all these things, and I see people putting out three, four, five times more content than me. So you know what? Kudos to them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, nice, nice. What stereotype do you completely live up to?
1: Oh, I kind of want to flip that question around because I'm Canadian and everyone assumes I love hockey, but I hate, I do not like hockey.
0: (laughs) And and of course, the other Canadian thing is everyone knows that Canadians are super polite.
1: Oh, yeah, well, we are actually, you know, the road rage. You know, it doesn't really happen here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah you know, my mate Nick Dolman, I've been out on the town with him and, and I've seen that whole placid nature come out. And I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge someone. Anyhow, um, if you had to live the same day for the rest of your life, which day would you choose?
1: Uh, I would definitely choose either my, my, uh, my wedding day or a day that like the first day of our um, honeymoon.
0: Nice. Nice. Let's not go into the details. Would you rather (laughs) have a rewind or a pause button on life? Mm, I would like a rewind button. Mm, Interesting. Next time you uh, meet Josh, listeners, you'll have to ask him why he answered that. We'll leave it hanging with that. Josh, (laughs) thanks for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to get to know you.
1: Yeah, it was a pleasure to be here, Mark. Thank you so much.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, also known as the NZ365Guy. Please like and subscribe in your favorite podcast player. As always, if you want to leave a review, please go to nz365guy.com forward slash review. All the options are there. I would appreciate it. Otherwise, stay safe out there and see you next time.